When I was a little girl, my grandmother would start her day at the kitchen table with a cup of coffee. And when I would wake up, I would join her at that table and we would talk, we would laugh, and I would listen and I would learn. Sometimes she would talk to her girlfriends and I would soak it all in. They talked about life, they talked about love, but mostly she talked about being ferociously her, being her authentic self in a world that didn't always accept who she was, how she was, or that she was. But she didn't let that stop her. She made shift happen anyway. My granny's not with us anymore, but that doesn't mean the laughing and the learning has to stop. Join me, ladies and gentlemen, at my kitchen table, and let's keep talking shift. You're listening to Talking Shift, the podcast, with your host, Marissa Q. Payne. Talking Shift is a trademarked production of Marissa Q. Payne International, your source for coaching and consulting when you need a major shift in life or leadership. Have bag, we'll travel. <laughs> for more information, visit MarissaQPayne.com. Get you some good friends when you're going through your shift. That's the message here. For now, listen, learn, and laugh with your host, Marissa Q. Payne. Emphasis on at the moment. Hey friends, welcome back to Talking Shift, the podcast. I am your host, Marissa Q. Payne. We are continuing our introduction series. I have another guest. It's another family member. I'm nervous just like I was last time. (laughs) Um, Our guest today, you may have seen her. She's a dove beauty, literally. You may have seen her recently in Dove campaigns. She is um, a professional administrator. She is a unprofessional comedian. She is (laughs) a friend, a empathetic caregiver. She is my one and only daughter, please welcome to the Talking Shift stage, Jewel Simone. Hi, Jewel. Hi. Thank you, everyone at home <laughs> for having us. Of course, please hold your applause to the end. You know, I, I definitely can feel the love through 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 the, the airways microphone. <laughs> yeah, through the airways. So appreciate your love. Let's just hold the applause. So generally speaking, we are pretty impromptu around these talking shift streets. And so today will be no different. Um, Jewel is, how old are you, Jewel? Um, Jewel is 25. I'll be 26 in September, which is so uncomfortable. I'm so (laughs) uncomfortable with that information. What do you mean? It's so weird. Like, how am I 26 already? It's just, oh, like, really weird. Yeah, Eleven? pushing 30. Like, once you get into the six, seven, eights, that's pushing the next number. So we call that pushing. You're pushing 30. I know. It's like I'm literally I'm literally exiting my mid-20s. I'm still kind of in that. 26 is still your mid. It's like 25, 26, but, like, I'm late mid-20s. It's I kind know. of a lot. It's a lot to and process. And yet you have the opportunity now to roast your mom. If you wanted to. What? 
I don't think you would do that to me. <laughs> the purpose you, of this introductory series that you would roast me <laughs> in front of my mm. audience. <laughs> mm. Mm. The purpose of this introductory series is for the audience to really get a feel for me as host, right? So they can get to know me through the eyes of those who know me best and also to get a a feel for the vibe of the podcast. So hopefully we can help them accomplish both of those objectives through our conversation today. Um, Mm -hmm. Talking shift, big shifts, little shifts, and all the shifts in between um, I like to um, make it easy for our guests and let you start with me first, so I won't put you on the spot. Um, you've known me for quite some time, basically, mm-hmm. all your life. <laughs> <laughs> and then some, right? <laughs> we don't really know what happens in the womb, for sure. But You talk about the womb a lot, like more than normal people. It's my people. first apartment. <laughs> Your womb was my first studio apartment. You never forget your first apartment. Right. Um, I'm I'm assuming you don't remember that time, but the way you talk about it, maybe. No, but I wish I did. I'm sure it was a movie. People talk about, you know, that like sometimes going back and, you know, people do that like cradling in the Mm -hmm. blankets, recreating the womb Mm -hmm. experience. That's a real thing. Um, But you've known me a long time and subsequently have seen a number of shifts in your mother, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. Um, What shift or shifts stand out to you uh, and why? Um, Definitely my favorite shift of all time was when you stopped being a workaholic for someone else. I won't say you completely stopped being a workaholic because you kind of just shifted that energy, I think. But like watching you instead of work so hard to build somebody else's ideas, build somebody else's brand, make someone else's vision come true and shifting to, all right, y'all, let's go to the Olive Garden. We need a we need a new <laughs> logo. OK, so put the iPads down. And and get to work, you know, kind of taking over that. <laughs> I say the Olive Garden because a lot of our pre-arcane free coaching and consulting, um, all, those early board meetings happened at the Bridgeton, Missouri Olive Garden over breadsticks, of course. Um, but it's yeah, the just, hour. just it's kind the of hour deciding for that. Me. <laughs> it's the hour for me. It's the hour, the O-U-R. If you caught that. It's hours. It's and hours. if you catch that. Yeah. So what she said was. <laughs> Our early days. <laughs> it's the legacy. Mm-hmm. It's I the ownership. Was. You know, the pain-free group, which is my company, is a single member LLC, taxed as an S-corp. Mm-hmm. However. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's How, the hour. The <laughs> right. I love it. I was at the Olive Garden. Yes. I was at the Olive Garden. (laughs) So, yeah, I think that was the most impactful just because it. How old were you when this was happening? I was, we were in, we were at Lansing. So I was probably like middle school, like sixth grade, fifth grade. Yeah. Fifth grade, sixth grade. 
Wow. I was like, okay, you can, <laughs> you can do that. If you don't like your buffs, guess what? You never have to have another one again. Wow. You can just do that. I was mm. like, okay, mental note. Now I know. <laughs> I love it. And what did that do for you? It definitely not only opened up the idea that I could one day own my own business, which I really, I really was into that idea for a long time, like as a kid, just, just because that's like what I saw you doing. And I was like, okay, well, I want to have a business, you know, but beyond that, it kind of opened me up to the possibility that there was something more out there that I have not yet discovered. It allowed me to have a wider imagination when it came to thinking about my future um, because you came totally out of left field with this, hey, I'm actually going to own my own business now. And I never knew that that was something a person could do. So I'm like, okay, I wonder what else is out there that I don't know is possible, but is. Wow. One of the things we've been talking about in this series is the expected shifts and the unexpected shifts. So the difference, mm -hmm. right? Some of them we know are coming and then some of them we don't necessarily know are coming. So I love that. Wow. I didn't know that that was a thing that could happen um, on the positive side. Mm -hmm. So it's like some a, a lot of times we think that, you know, shifts and transitions are always negative, but that's not necessarily true. I think that, um, yeah. you know, when I think about you and the shift that comes to mind for you is more positive, right? It's, um, yeah. you know, I, I didn't think that this was a thing that could happen. You know, I introduced you as a dove beauty, for example. And when I think about shifts, the first shift that comes to mind for me, of course, is you relocating to the big city mm -hmm. um, and, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, um, landing, you know, specifying what it was you wanted your life to do, right? Which is translation, um, you know, setting your goals or what have you and um, mm -hmm. landing a campaign with um, Dove, which is pretty darn dope. Yeah. yeah. How did you make that yeah, shift happen? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yeah. So relocating for me was huge. It was probably the best thing that I could have done for myself as a recent grad who was suffering very, very heavily from a post-grad depression. Um, I already had the regular version of depression. And so when that post-grad um, variety unlocked, it was a double whammy. Mm -hmm. And so like my first calendar year, I mean, I will, you know, give myself some grace. Of course, I graduated in 2020. So we were like in the middle of a pandemic. No one knew what was going on. People were buying toilet paper. Like it was like, you don't even know what you could find <laughs> toilet paper. Okay. The people were scared. The girls Throw were back. scared. So of course, you know, I'm giving myself some grace because I was graduating into a dumpster fire of uncertainty, but a lot of it also was, you know, me and I was depressed and I was lazy and I was like, so it was just such a negative 
like negative vortex of things happening. And it's really not the ideal way to enter into the workforce. And so I did not do anything for a full like year, literally for a full year. I was sitting in St. Louis, Missouri, like in my bedroom at my parents' house, just chilling. And they, you know, they were like, hey, are you going to work? <laughs> no, not really. No. Thanks for asking, though. Thank you, guys. You guys are really sweet to ask. Like, I wasn't even babysitting, you guys. I, I want to pause you because you are, like, dropping stuff like it's no big deal. And you are, you're saying a lot of stuff before we even get to the big dream, right? I was like, oh, my gosh, you're amazing. Yeah. You made, like, this big major shift. You moved to New York City. You yeah. got this big campaign. You're so cool. And you're just like, hold yeah. on, wait a minute. Actually, like, I'm not that no. cool. <laughs> I'm not that cool. <laughs> I'm just a girl that had to figure it out. Like That's all well and dandy, but... Um, or not, I'm not that cool. It's like, I am that cool and I suffer right. from depression. And then I had a right. whole extra COVID depression post-graduation depression yeah. on top of my regular depression that manifested. It's that, it's that three, three depression <laughs> combo is what I had. It was that COVID post-grad and regular, just the normal depression just sort of piled up, sort of like an appetizer sampler, um, but for mental health issues. Did, 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 who knew? Who knew about this? Did did we know? Did I know? Did your friends know? Who knew about this appetizer sampler? Who knew about the appetizer sampler? It's so interesting because I think that everyone knew and no one knew at the same time. If you were talking about my behaviors and the way that I was acting and just how I was literally had no motivation to do anything. If you know the signs to look for, you knew. So like what? But like messy it's room. It's not why do I Yeah, so go messy there? room. Very mama right in that Listen, way. Listen, right? that's what it is. <laughs> messy room, very, very hard to take care of yourself and your things. So like never doing laundry. My room's always a mess. I'm barely like I, my acne was so bad during this time because I was net like I never washed my face, mm. barely washed myself. Like you're just you don't have the energy or at least in my experience, I don't have the energy or the the will to take care of myself or the things around me. Mm. Um, you just for me, a lot of it is just kind of going through the motions so good um so you do the things that you have to have to have to do mm -hmm. and then everything else is like it depends on the day whether or not i can get to it so like sometimes you're not eating sometimes you're not like i said bathing you're not seeing your friends you're not really hanging out with family like because those are things that can kind of get swept under the rug mm. whereas you know, lucky for me, I wasn't working, but like that showed up a lot in, even when I was in college, like my regular depression before we got to the sampler, you know, would prohibit me from going to class sometimes because mm -hmm. it just wasn't, it was just not something I could do, you know? Um, 
so yeah it it's if you know what to look for you knew but if i i never explicitly told anyone um okay so that's good that's so good that i mean you're helping people just by sharing what that looks like so you were because it's like mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, as your mom, I knew that you battled depression, right? Um, And so I might fuss at you a little bit about your hair or I may fuss at you a little bit about, you know, hey, come on, clean up your room or what have you. But generally speaking, I mean, you are a jovial person, you know, you're going to, like you said, show up for what you need to show up for, you know, I'm. I this is a little TMI, but I might catch a little, you know, body odor and might, you know, I'm like, ma'am, you need to run by the bathroom, you know. Marissa, really? <laughs> Are you serious? I, I might need that later. You know, you just said it. You mentioned you what? I mean, you know, if you're not washing, there might be body odor. This is real. Um, because people, they, yeah, we talk shift here. Like, this the real shift, you know. Um yeah. But the they seem to be in isolation. You know, one thing is on Wednesday, the other thing is two weeks later on Saturday, but you don't necessarily see it all collectively and know how deep it goes. So what what right. suggestions do you have for family, friends, people who love people that are going through that time period? What do you do? Oh my gosh, that's such a good question. I don't have the answer, you know? I think that mental, not to be like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, but it really is something that you have to decide to help yourself through. You, I don't believe that I, you know, completely hold myself out of my depression like I'm still depressed I still whatever but your listen no offense my mom was on me you guys she was nagging me she was getting on my that's not that's not what it's gonna do that's not what's what's gonna do I I feel like I was loosely life coaching over nagging yeah but when you've been loosely life coached (laughs) for the past 26 years because your mom was a life coach before she knew she was a life coach and so your entire life you've been that test dummy for the life coachhoodness what you find to be loosely coaching actually really 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 isn't that loose lovey okay not that loose but whatever i mean and you know what in hot it, it really could have been loose but from i'm teasing the mind i already of know a person that is yeah okay <laughs> but i mean in the mind of a person that is like deep in the trenches everything is amplified everything is worse than it you know it feels worse than it might actually be and i think like for me, there was a lot of embarrassment and a lot of shame associated with my like behaviors that were directly related to my mental health issues. And so it's such a slippery slope to let a person know that you're here for them and able to provide, you know, help or resources or whatever, while not bringing so much attention to it, you know, because we... I I know my room is messy. You know, I know I need a shower. I know this, that, and the third. And it's not it's not not in your right to 
say those things, but it also is really something that I have to get sick of. Like mm-hmm. I have to be tired of, you know, experiencing something and want to make a change for myself. Mm-hmm. And I honestly feel like that's the only way that I made it through. Like, of so course, how did you get? How did you the get people sick around me? What was the shift? Mm, that's a good question. You know what? I was very stuck on the thought that, like, I've always known that I was going to be great at something. Um, I have a very specific idea of what my life is going to look like. And once I hit a year post-grad, like my life could not have been further from what was in my head, what was in my diaries from when I was eight. And I'm like, what's going on? You know, where is that magic? Where's that magic juice that'll (laughs) sort of sprinkle over my life? Come on, juice. Make me marry Justin Bieber. Where's that juice? You know what I mean? And I was dwelling on that for the longest time and then I realized that juice is not coming you are that juice and I was like it sort of hit me that the my life is going to turn out the way that I live it Mm. and I pictured myself the way that I was my life is gonna turn out the the way that I live it yeah so write that one down you guys because (laughs) The truth. We talking shit. The way that I was living, all I could picture was like those guys that sit in their mom's basement and like comment mean things on the internet to people. Like that is that's what the vibe I was giving. And I was like, that's not what it is. Okay, that's really not what we're here to do. So that that was like, okay, we need to we need to do something. Let's just do it. Let's just figure it out. Let's just go. Let's just do it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of started to, you know, okay, let me get it. Let me get myself a job so I can get up and get to work, you know. And then it moved into let me find a way to move to New York City. Just like that. Just let me find a way to move to New York City. Yeah. <laughs> let me just find a way really quick. Let me just go. Country Might as well just go there. Expensive. So you shoot big, basically, mm-hmm. is what I'm hearing. Hey, she yeah. get it from yeah. my mama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love who it. in their right mind would go from depression room, like sitting in your own like filth, to just be like, okay, I guess I'll just hop on this one way really quick <laughs> to the greatest city in the world. See you guys. <laughs> So how's that it going? That was cool, but I'm over it. Bye. How's it going? Oh my gosh. It's going. It is. I love it here. I love it here and I hate it here. These people are so weird. But I actually <laughs> love it here. But it's like it's like a love-hate relationship where it's like your family. We're like, ooh, I hate him. But you don't actually hate him. <laughs> um, I love it. It has been a journey for sure. I've been here for almost two years. It'll be two years in August, which is so crazy. I'm not even a New York City baby anymore. (laughs) Um, But I am just now settling in. Mm. Like, I literally, it's taken me almost two years to be like, 
okay <laughs> okay yes like mm-hmm. i'm here i'm settled on this is my home you know and i loved it the whole time i was settling in but it was it was kind of off a little bit like there were things missing and there was you know it wasn't it was hard to get used to but i mean i imagine you still had some of those depression days like you said because she's still there right not the appetizer yeah yeah she's totally here yeah no not the appetizer but that regular depression my ride or die been with me since the early days she's actually in the room with us now do you want to say hi (laughs) okay hey girl she's shy she's alone she doesn't want to talk but she's here yeah i definitely think that that had a lot to do with why it took me so long to get settled into the city Mm. i probably in the last three months have just now started being intentional about like making friends Mm -hmm. and the city can be very lonely you know Mm -hmm. it there's a lot of people there's a lot going on but like you you are really alone until you're not. And so finding, I think, remembering in the first days, I just miss being around people that knew me. Like I was settling into my office and everyone's very friendly and everyone's nice. And but like, you guys don't even know me. Mm-hmm. You guys haven't known me more than 20 minutes. You don't know me, you know? And then I, there were times where I was like, well, I miss, I miss trees. Where's, where, where can I find a tree? And I'm like, why it's does it smell things, like that? You know, you know? It's the simple things. It's yeah. like these little things. And but those little things are like sending me spiraling and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Serious. Yeah. Um and acknowledging yeah, it, was, it is important. You know, I was, yeah. 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 Rather than definitely. denying it. And sometimes yeah. you would go home. You because definitely, of it. Yeah. Yeah. And just, you know, reset. And it doesn't mean that I'm failing and it doesn't mean that I made a wrong move. It just means that I am adjusting and I'm, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. It's a drastic. I used to go to the Walmart for fun. You know what I mean? And now I'm living on 42nd Street. Like it's <laughs> it's just, it's a huge adjustment. And I love it. Um, well, congratulations. Yeah. That. That's awesome. Uh, What's next? What's next in that big, in that little eight-year-old or 20s, almost pushing 30 journal of yours? Okay. So that's an interesting way to phrase it. Um, (laughs) Pushing 30. So what's next for me? I am diving in. The scariest venture for me now is to just sort of really throw myself into my content creation. Yeah. what I want to do is that full-time. I want yes. to model and create content on a full-time basis. Yes. And so just really allowing myself to do the things that I need to do to make that happen. Of course, they're scary and it's a little intimidating. Like I literally the other day, mom, found myself like looking for a part-time job mm-hmm. because you guys – you guys listening, I really like money, okay? I love money. Not because I'm like some like, you know, crazy money hungry person. I just like to live nice. And I mm-hmm. like to like sometimes live frivolously. Like, I don't know what you guys want for me. But <laughs> so I always am feeling like 
if there's more money to be made, I'm going to make it. Yeah. But, you know, my mom actually had me quit my last part time job because she's like that time that you're using to work for someone else's dream. You could be working for your dream and, you know, making your content and then your content will be your part time job. And it's so hard for me now to kind of wrap my brain around that, even though, you know, the checks are flowing, you know, dope, dope pays, you guys, dope pays, okay? So why is it so hard for me to like wrap my head around that as a steady, like stream of income or a, an opportunity to be steady, mm-hmm. you know? So that's kind of what I'm working through right now, but I love it. I we're going to get there. I promise. Be careful because I feel my there. coach hat coming on. She is like, ooh, ooh. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Let me, me, hold on. And you know what I was thinking about? I think during that, and I want to get what you want to say to the girl that's in the depression room right now um, before we close. But I was thinking about you in, in during that time period. And I remember very distinctively one time, probably the, the only time you actually asked for my advice. (laughs) You were just kind of like asking me, what you needed to do. You don't remember this. You're looking like, what am I talking about? But I remember no, very distinctly. I literally am looking at <laughs> That's like why I'm crazy. like, that one time I, you actually asked. I'm like, I can't <laughs> for even. For my remember. opinion, I, I give it so freely and you're welcome, right? <laughs> and you know what I told you? <laughs> I was just like, I can't help you. I was just like, ma'am, mm. you have to do this for yourself. And I do remember that. And I was like, then what is the point <laughs> of you even being here? I was like, oh, Miss Life Coach. Now she suddenly can't tell. I was, I do remember that. I was and so irritated. I just want to say <laughs> congratulations. Good job. <laughs> you did that. Thank you. Hey, Thank hey, you. you did that. <laughs> so before we close, for real, for real. <laughs> What do you want to say yeah. to the girl, the woman, the man who is currently um, in that depression room and they there's nothing in their body, like you said, that could tell them that they could see their way out? Um, what, do, what do you say to them? Yeah. I, first of all, believe wholeheartedly that you have your thoughts and you have your dreams for a reason. They're not going to be there if they're not for you. So hold on to whatever it is that you wanted to do in the first place. Whatever, if you, if it was a job, if it was to move somewhere, if it was to travel, like whatever it is, it's there for a reason. People don't, they don't just come out of thin air. I mean, they do, but they're there for you purposely. And then I also think a big thing is to not compare your journey to someone else's. Um, That was a big problem for me. And I think that was a lot of the reason why I was so stuck for so long is because it didn't make sense to me why some people had a job right away or why some people did internships in college and then they got a job. It didn't make sense to me how they could do that path and I could do my path and we would both still be okay. Um, but that's, I mean, that's just how the cookie crumbles, you guys, like everyone's journey is going to be different. It's supposed to be that way. That's what, you know, makes us who we are. And so don't spend too much of your time comparing what your journey looks like to someone else's and letting that discourage you. And then the last piece of advice would be, you just got to 
keep going. You just got to keep going and keep trying. Every day is going to look different. Every day might feel harder than the last one, but you can never get unstuck if you don't keep going. Mm. So one foot in front of the other people. Yeah, You got this. If I can do it, I know you can do it. Please, please. Can I get a, like a, a test? <laughs> Marissa saw me in the trenches, okay? If I can do it, <laughs> anyone can do it. No lies detected. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing and being a guest with us today. Where can the people reach you, connect with you? How do they stay in touch? People, people, people. If you want, you know, our family friendly, just on the surface, all smiles, brunch and vibes, you can follow me on Instagram. It's going to be jewel underscore Simone. That's Jewel with two L's underscore Simone spelled Sam one. And then the raunchier content, that's probably for us pushing 30s who want to still feel like we're young. That's going to be on my TikTok under the same username, Jewel underscore Simone. <laughs> and then, you know, on, on a billboard somewhere and when you least expect it. <laughs> I love it, Queen. Thank you so much for being our guest. You all love you as well. Go make shift happen. And we will see you next time on Talking Shift Podcast. Take care. You've been listening to Talking Shift, the podcast with your host, Marissa Q. Payne. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend, like or subscribe for future episodes and leave us a review. Talking Shift is a trademark production of Marissa Q. Payne International, your source for coaching and consulting when you need a major shift in life or leadership. For more information, visit MarissaQPayne.com or follow us in social spaces at Marissa Q. Payne.